I'm Sir Evans, and welcome to some real life morning motivation. Because no one wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I have a bad day. My desire is to empower and inspire your daily endeavors. Because you can do whatever you set your mind to. The question is, what do you want to do? Whether you're still finding your passion, pursuing it, or living it, motivation is a daily requirement for your success. So here's your morning motivation. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Surreal Life Morning Motivation Podcast Show. I'm on 10 this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you have tuned into what's going on, y'all. I hope, as always, I actually pray, as always, that you are having a day in which you are catching more blessings than you are catching burdens and sometimes we don't have the hands that we want but i pray that you do have the hands today to catch more blessings than you did burdens i saw on a on a post a couple of days ago they said um what are some of the things that you're thinking about this 2021 and one of the things two of the things that i mentioned was pace pace is important for me it's important for me all the time but especially at the beginning of a race especially at the beginning of a workout especially in the beginning of a new year pace i want to be at a steady pace i don't want to move too fast i don't want to go too slow but i also want to make sure that i'm moving at the pace that god wants me to move at and that can be challenging that can be challenging, especially at the beginning of the year, because we're so excited. We want to get this thing going. We got all these big plans. We got all these big goals that we want. And we most of the time want them overnight, even though we know in a rational part of our brain that it's not going to be an overnight process. However, I pray for pace. I ask the Lord for pace. Give me the pace that you want me to move at. And also give me the peace for the pace that you want me to move at. Because I know that this is a journey. I know that this is a marathon. So give me the pace, the peace, and the patience to move accordingly. The second thing is also in relationship to my relationship with God. And that is for vision. I got a vision or I got sight. And then there's vision, vision that God has given me. That is that unique purpose that each one of us was designed to have. It's normally that thing that you see when you're a kid that almost probably seemed too big. Um, I used to have this um, young lady I used to date and she always wanted to be a doctor. And I remember asking her when she actually finally got to college, I said, why didn't you finish up with school? She said, too much science too much something whatever it was it was too much for her and you know to each his own i fully understand but i feel like sometimes we can talk ourselves out of the vision that god had for us based upon the circumstances that the world has for us so in my season right now that's one thing that i'm always being mindful of is the vision god what is the vision that you that you want me to move in because if it's not an alignment i want you to let me know i don't want to get too far off the beaten path even though i know you're going to bring me back 
but sometimes that's that can take a little some consequences I don't always want to deal with so let me stay in your sight let me stay in your presence so that I can feel and understand and have a better hearing for what it is and how it is that you want me to move so vision and today's episode deals with vision but not vision directly it deals with vision blockers so without any more hesitation let's get this thing going let's get into today's morning motivation morning motivation is a text message thread that has been going out for quite some time some years where those who subscribe get morning motivation messages sent to them Monday through Friday mornings. There are messages designed to inspire, empower, and motivate you in your mornings to get the juices flowing. Sometimes those messages are just not enough to be dissected in such a short message. So those messages end up here on the Morning Motivation Podcast Show. They are sent in by you guys, ones that you have selected or ones that I get the most questions on so that we can kind of dissect and dive into them a little bit deeper. So without further ado, today's message. When a lion goes out for food for their pride, what is usually somewhere in the wild watching and waiting? There is usually a predator waiting to steal the meal that they didn't work for and wasn't meant for them. I think that the same thing happens with the vision for our lives. However, the methods of keeping you from the vision are so much more deceptive. I believe that we were born with sight, but we were blessed with vision. Sight is what can be seen through our eyes and absorbed by our minds. Vision, on the other hand, is created by God and given to each of us uniquely. Yet, if we look at vision as the meal, then there is a thin line between gluttony and starvation. Unless you have a balance to keep you in line, then a fall is inevitable, and you may never even realize that you've fallen. One of the tools used is stagnation. And when our minds are frozen in a state of fear, doubt, anxiety, or uncertainty, we won't even move on our vision. Another tool that is used against us is our appetite, which we spoke on that previously. And when wanting to eat becomes more important than needing to eat, we are moving into dangerously, into dangerous territory. When this occurs, we become more concerned with the spoils of war rather than the purpose of war. The tangible items gained on the journey of success were never the purpose of the journey. They were simply byproducts of a job well done. Now, as I'm listening to that and I'm kind of diving into it, I'm looking at some of the questions that I received on this one. That message is so loaded. That message there is so loaded. There's there's so many different directions that I could take this in. And I might explore some others later. But I want to focus on the vision blockers. I want to focus on those things 
that we encounter that can prevent us from tuning in to our vision. Hence, blockers. One of the biggest ones I got, I had a few questions about that doubt, that anxiety, but the one that I got surprisingly a lot of questions about was fear. I got a decent amount of questions on fear, which is what made me focus this particular episode around the things that can hinder our vision versus vision itself, right? So one of the questions I was kind of asked in relation to this episode and this morning motivation topic was, do you think that fear is real or is it something that's created in our minds? Now, it's, it's, it's interesting because I've seen that question, I've seen that question posed a couple of different, answered a couple of different ways. The emotion of fear is real, without a doubt. The emotion is real. The word is real. The power of fear is real. But the thought is not. Now, now, let me clarify that. Because I'm not saying that you're insane in the membrane because there's a thought going on in your head and I'm not saying that that thought does not exist. Like, if you're afraid of snakes, I'm not saying that that thought is not real. Like, what's going on in your head? Yeah, you can see it. Yes, it's real to you. However, it doesn't exist. However, the fear, the thought of it is not exactly 100% real. Although it can manifest, oftentimes, the moment that we're creating fear inside of us is not real. So let's get some examples, because I know that sounded a little confusing. Let me give you some examples, right? Some of the top fears in the world. Number one, fear of dying. Okay. The fear of dying, the fear is real. You're afraid of dying. However, death has not occurred yet. Therefore, you are afraid of something that has not yet happened. A fear of poverty. Now, poverty is a slightly different. A fear of being without, right? So, the fear is there. You're, fa- you're afraid of being broke. However, poverty is not currently or may not be currently upon you. Technically, somebody who's in poverty isn't necessarily afraid of poverty. However, someone who has been in poverty might be afraid of going back which I'm going to go into that a little bit later. However, it's still not on you presently in most situations. It is something that is foreseen. It is a foreseen. The thought is typically foreseen when it comes to fear. It's not technically something that is presently upon us. Fear of a love lost. We're afraid of losing a loved one, yet That loved one that we're afraid of losing is not gone. 
That one can kind of tie in the same similar way that poverty has because you might be afraid of losing someone based upon knowing how it feels to have lost in the past. However, the person that you now currently have a fear of losing is not gone. Therefore, the fear itself is real. But the thought of fear is not fear of failure. That was my example I used, right? The fear was real. The feelings, what it does to your internals, your physiological state changes. It's real. However, I had not failed at business. And then on top of that, even when I first started even thinking about it, I probably hadn't even started a business yet. Okay. So the failure itself had not existed. The thought of it was not real. You see, what's interesting is that motivation is oftentimes um, something that is used to propel us to and through an unknown future. I'm going to say that again. Motivation is oftentimes something that we use to propel us to and through an unknown future. Hence, the motivations in the morning. It's to get you through your day and a day that has not yet occurred. If you're listening to this or watching this, you're listening to this as you're maneuvering through your day. Day might not even be over. Day might be over and it's about to get over to... No, rewind. You might be listening to this in the morning, going through your day as the day progresses, which has not arrived to you yet. You might be listening to this midday in which the day is still occurring, right? But the purpose is to provide you with motivation through your day. Especially since you can't listen to this 24-7. You could, but you're not. So it's really trying to it's really striving to keep you empowered through the unforeseen. Same thing with a motivation to become wealthy. Um, that energy is to obtain an unobtained wealth. So if you're driving to be rich and you're you're striving to become a millionaire per se. That motivation that gets you up in the morning, keeps you up at night, is to obtain something that you have yet to attain, right? So once again, motivation is used as times to propel us to and through an unknown future. Even the motivation to maintain, which I said previously, that motivation to maintain what you have your present grind. So let's say you, you're motivated just to kind of maintain what you have and to make sure that that's secure. But what you're doing is you're working to um, continue. You're working to maintain what you have in the future for what you have in the present. But you're still using that motivation for in future tense. You're still using it to paint a picture for the future, right? Fear is the most powerful motivator because it also propels you as well. You see, the thing about fear, which if you look at research, unfortunately, I hate to say it because fear is like one of those things. And I don't know if you've heard the phrase fear is a motivator. Fear is by far probably the strongest motivator. The dangerous thing about fear is that it leaks. 
right? Not only does it, it's like if you can inject motivation into your body and you're injecting fear, fear likes to leak through layers that can be a little problematic. For instance, you have some natural responses in life. One of those natural responses or natural mechanisms is your fight or flight, right? That's when the body senses danger, 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 that we respond in a fight or flight response. What fear does is it influences both. Fear manipulates our needs while other motivators strengthen our wants. Fear itself is real, but fear's vision is not, right? So here's the thing, like, think about that, right? Whatever you're motivated, let's say the rich thing, you don't gotta be rich. That's a personal preference. You want to be rich. <laughs> you, there's a lot of goals that we set for ourselves that we don't need. We want them. They might increase our quality of life and that's fine. I'm all for it. I'm with you. But we must keep in mind why fear is so powerful because fear plays on our natural need in life and our natural need in life plays a part in our need to be safe. Hence, it's impact on your fight or flight response. You will fight in a sense of fear and you will flight in a sense of fear. That's just how powerful it does, not to mention what it will do to what your wants are. The other question that I got, and I want to double back because this ties into it, was how do you make sure that your mental health is good as you're striving to focus on a vision or reduce those vision blockers that are in your life? So you have to be mindful to protect your mind and cleanse your mind. And cleansing can be done alone and it can be done in community and it probably should be done on both. So an example of cleansing your mind from a solo dolo standpoint would be something like meditation. It would be something like time and prayer. Um, those are things that you can do alone. Community would be... Um, discussing your thoughts with a friend or a family member, someone who's unbiased, discussing your issues and what you've been battling with with a therapist or a mentor or a therapist or a therapist or a therapist. Highly recommend therapy to each and every single person, but to each his own. Those are ways that we can use to cleanse our mind and protect our minds because when we really think about it, the brain is a supercomputer. And if you think about if you have a computer or even your phone, like how much data you have on that phone from things that you might not even remember you put on there or even from things that you don't even use anymore. And sometimes you just got to clean out the system. And that's what those resources are for, whether it's on your own, whether it's with somebody else. But I highly recommend doing one of the things that we can practice when it comes to protecting our mind is to make sure that we're holding our thoughts captive, right? Especially the unhealthy ones. Like you got to really focus on 
before you shoot something out your mouth, before you shoot something out of your emotional stash house, that you are holding captive the thoughts because thoughts are always going to accompany your emotions. Like they're like a they're like on a date. And they're always going to impact one another. However, you have to be able to take your thoughts captive and analyze them. It's like going into the party and you got the bouncers at the door and they checking for IDs and they checking for weapons and, and they checking to see if you supposed to be in here. That's how you have to be with your thoughts. Like you got to be probing thoughts as they coming through your brain. Like any and every thought can't just mosey wosey on through these doors. This is a prestige club that we run in here. Like in every old thought that think is about to get in here can't get in here we're running a tight shift and that's how we have to be with our brains and here's the thing if you don't know which thoughts are unhealthy then you need to quarantine all of them which is going to require some more work you have to hold all your thoughts equally accountable and analyze their effectiveness to your life like that's exp like if you're sitting here thinking I don't know what's unhealthy for me I don't know what's bad I don't know what's good then not only do you need to take your thoughts captive but you need to actually spend a little more time making sure that you're taking all of them like all of the ones that come into your brain as many as you can you need to be making sure and that you're you're analyzing them on an equal basis holding no bias you know because these things that impact our mind these vision blockers they're like a virus and they're a virus that's injected through your sight and they eventually impact your vision so when we take this full circle and you really think about this fear operates on the unseen so when I said that your fear is real but the thought is not you have to think about that in, in comparison to what vision is that thought that you're having is of an unforeseen future even something as simple as snakes i'm afraid of the thought of a snake because i'm afraid of the snake being on me touching me hissing me biting me it ain't even no snake in the room that's the vision of fear that unseen just as vision operates on the unseen however the problem is that fear will motivate you but you're not fully in control of where you go or how you get there when you let fear steer. That's just the name of the game. Like, have you ever seen um, like one of those pranks, uh, prank shows or um, even on YouTube or Facebook where you have somebody and they'll jump out and they'll start chasing somebody. I love the ones that got the, the uh, <laughs> that was got like the scary character or some, and they got the music done. Dun, 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 run, dun, 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 dun. And then they'll just have like, they'll catch you in the elevator, they'll catch you in the parking lot, they'll catch you at the subway station. And you ever notice how the scariest person is always the one with the most outbursts, whether it's the run that they're doing, whether they will punch you, they will push you, they will kick you out of their way when they are startled. Like by any means necessary. Like they about to get up out of there. Like fear has, fear has just took over the body. It's like, nope, we gone. We're gone. Not even danger. Like it has skipped from danger, caution, fear. Boom. I'm gone. I'm out of here. But that's the thing that fear will do in our life. And it will do it over our entire life. And we will do the same thing to other people from a mental level, from an emotional, from a spiritual level. And most of the time when fear is steering, 
Fear will snatch out your rearview mirror as you're driving through life. As it's steering, it will snatch your rearview mirror down, kick out your uh, side view mirrors. You can't see what you done done behind you, who you've hurt, who you've impacted, who you've rolled over, who you've probably mentally, emotionally, or spiritually killed. Fear don't care. Fear is a motivator. Fear will propel you. The problem is you don't always have the power and control over where it takes you and how it takes you there. God's vision was designed to strengthen. Fear's vision was designed to stifle. So I'm going to run that back one more time. God's vision was designed to strengthen and fear's vision was designed to stifle. So as we're going through life, you have to keep in mind that what God takes us through is probably going to make us a little afraid. Like there's going to be some things that God's going to have you go through where you're going to feel some fear. However, the problem with that is that fear will prevent you from going and fear will also prevent you from stopping. So if fear prevents you from going where God has called you to go with your vision, that's a problem. If fear is steering you in a different direction from where God has vision for you to go, that too can be a problem. The enemy wants you isolated. He wants you alone with your fear, alone with your anxiety, alone with your... Like, he wants you alone. He wants to finesse you. Think about when you were young um, and you had, like, a bad influence around you, right? Was it easier for them to influence you or was it easier for you to influence somebody else when nobody else was around? used to hate when the teacher come around and you're trying to do something bad or when you're trying to uh, get somebody else to do something bad. Or even just uh, from a dating relationship. That's why so many men hate the girls that be with them in the club or vice versa. But being a man, I know I've seen it a lot and been a part of it. It's like you can work your hand and be a little bit more influential if they don't have people around them. Right? So it's the same thing with the enemy when it comes to fear those those tools that are used to block our vision he doesn't want you in community he doesn't want you with somebody else he doesn't want you around others unless those others are thinking and operating in his favor so you have to think about that and who else is around who else is by you that's why it's always important for us to make sure that we keep some wise counsel because the enemy is out here and he's tricky, 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 tricky. I mean, at least with the hyena, sometimes you get the enemy working like a hyena where he'll just run up on you. But a lot of times it's a lot more crafty. He's been doing this for millions of years, y'all. What is the best way to tackle fear? Okay, so that was that was one of the things that I was kind of asked, right? And without a doubt, without a hesitation, let's just start at prayer. Prayer is one of those things that I think is a great way to tackle fear and the reason this is because fear is allowing God to work in our lives is allowing that that um, barrier to be removed you're inviting come and work come and work Lord I'm, I'm giving you full range come and work this is what I need this is what I need help with 
another thing is that another reason for that is because prayer is one of those things that we don't really understand the full power of it, especially if we don't use it. Because it's one of those things that you can't see. It's like, unfortunately, like a gas or the satellite signals that you use when you're conversing with a friend or a family member on a phone via text or via phone call. But the funny thing about it is you pay your bill. And other than that, you give complete faith to the fact that I'm going to be able to pick this phone up and make a phone call. You've just given it that much faith. You don't question whether or not those satellite signals are bouncing from tower to tower and uh, pinging your phone. You don't think about it. And that's the type of faith that we have to have with prayer. So that's why I say top five family feud. Number one thing to tackle fear is prayer. Right. I remember reading this book. And I've seen it before, but I remember reading a book by um, 4-Hour Workweek. Fantastic book. If you haven't read it, highly recommend it. Um, it's on my other bookshelf over here. I'm looking right at it. Um, and the 4-Hour Workweek really is beneficial in learning how to remanage your time, remanage your work in order to make your life more fruitful without spending your life doing more work. I think I paraphrased that pretty good, right? Basically, being able to compress your workload so that you can spend more time doing the things that you want to do versus doing the things that you need to do. Fantastic book. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it, right? But one of the things that Timothy Ferris said in there was worst case scenario, right? When we're going up against our fears, one of the things that I would recommend, and this is one of the things I've seen recommended there as well, what's the worst case scenario look like? Right. So I'll use my myself, for example, one of my biggest fears prior was a fear of failure or yeah, a fear of failure. Right. So even before reading this book, that's something that I had to face. Like, what does that look like? Like what type of failure? Like fear of not being successful. OK, what is success to you? OK. And I think at that time it might have been, I think success to me was being able to provide my mother and sisters with like mansions and houses on the hills and being a celebrity, right? And for me, my first encounter with the worst case scenario was having another worst case railroad my biggest fear, which was the passing of my mom, right? So if my definition of success is being able to provide for my mom or provide for my family, and that component of the family is no longer there, then now I am head on with facing and having to reevaluate what success is to me. Because now that can't be success because that's no longer who I'm giving to. That's no longer an option. It's like, okay, worst case scenario has met you. Like, and not only has it met you, but it's no longer possible for you to do that. Now, what are you going to do? What is success to you now? Right? Like, what if my business fails? Right? Okay. What if your business fails? What if you don't 
have a platform that reaches millions and millions of people? What if your business fails? What if you don't have millions and millions of dollars? What you gonna do? Are you gonna die? Well, okay, I'm not gonna die. Are you still gonna be of sound mind, sound health? I would imagine so, since that's not technically my biggest fear. Um, so what are you gonna do? Well, I guess I'll get up. I guess I'll keep moving. I guess I'll redefine what success is or I will realign myself and attempt to go after it again but worst case scenario it's not really that bad worst case scenario still allows for me to make decisions worst case scenario still allows me options so when I face that fear it's like hmm this isn't really as bad as I thought it was right but there's there's something interesting about fear right and it kind of kind of ties into my next question. But before I go into that, I want to give my other scenario. And it's don't go into fear alone. I, I use this example on, the, on the, um, my Surreal Life page as far as dealing with fear. And I said, what's the best way to handle a bully? The best way to handle a bully is to stand up to the bully. But what's even better than that is when you stand up to the bully with a team. You might even got those kids that went and got the teacher or you went and got your friends or you went and got your family. However it was, standing up to a bully, it always seems sweeter when you got some reinforcements. So when it comes to fear, another way to approach that is to not approach it alone. And it doesn't matter whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a therapist. Just don't face it alone. Now, that's not a situation for all examples. However, it is a great example and a great tool for a lot of examples to not approach it alone. So my homework assignment for you today, what are your vision blockers? What are the things that are in your life that are blocking your vision? What are the things that have been injected through your sight and are now becoming poisonous to your vision? That's food for thought. That's the homework assignment for today because ultimately the journey the journey is was never meant to be easy. The journey was never meant to be without bumps and bruises and truthfully the journey was never meant to be experienced without fear. Just like every other emotion, fear has its purpose as well. But when we are ruled by fear, manipulated by fear, and controlled by fear, above all is when we run into the most problems. So until the next time, y'all, make sure you subscribe. Make sure that you check out the text thread for more morning motivation messages by texting motivate me to 31996. And until next week, I'm your host for the day and your host as always, Sir Evans. Stay blessed, y'all. Salute. I'm Sir Evans, and you've been listening to Surreal Life Morning Motivation. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And join me next week for Surreal Life, More Than Motivation. Thank you for listening. Salute.